Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everybody, it's Michelle Collins. It's a it's another week, another midnight snack. And I'm thrilled to be looking at my friend, my partner professionally, Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hi, Danny. I'll keep it professional this uh, episode. Do you mind keeping it a little bit professional for us? Uh, we have a great show. Jonathan Van Ness is here, my old friend from LA who I've known, I don't know, 12 years. Um, he's going to be joining us, but I'm just so thrilled to see you. And Dan, I got a good one for you this week, my friend. I do. How are you, first of all? What's happening? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's just uh, recording on Friday. I don't know if we want to say that, but no, we don't. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Actually, okay. No, right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's great. I, I'm doing great. You're doing great. Um, Dan and I had. Yeah. I, I, I tell you that I'm going to be honest with you. I've had the kind of week where it's like ups and downs. You know what I mean? Where there have been like. Some good things have happened. I know Mercury was in retrograde up until recently. That ended. So, like, thank fuck for that. But, you know, I don't often like to tell dating stories here because I don't want to make any future dates uncomfortable that I'm going to throw them under the bus or talk shit. You know right. what I mean? Like, I actually really go out of my way to put a boundary 
on that part of my life just because it's personal and, you know, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I think you, you know that. Yeah, yeah. But Dan, once in a while, something happens where I just am left with no choice but to bring it up. And did I tell you last week about I went out for drinks with a guy who lied that he spoke fluent English? I think I did bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we talked about it on the phone, actually. Oh, did we? <laughs> well, for those who yeah, that he had it, been talking. Yeah, go yeah. on, no, tell everyone. Well, he had been communicating you on the to you on the apps all through Google Translate. Yeah, but he didn't tell me that. <laughs> and then he also didn't tell me he lived forty miles outside of Florence. So this poor guy drives in like an hour and doesn't speak a word of English. And I'm like, listen, I wish you all the best, but like this isn't fair to me. Like, I, just be upfront. Like, don't sneak in. Right. You know, because then I felt uncomfortable on that date where it was like, now I have to sit here at least a half an hour. The guy spent at least like 10 euros in gas money, you know, so I felt guilty. Even yeah, though right, right, right. It's not my fault. I had another date this week that yeah. was nice. So, you know, it's not, it's not all been awful. Like, that's maybe why, honestly, what happened to me yesterday wasn't as scarring as it may have been if, let's say, I hadn't been on a good date in a long time. You know what I mean? And then... Or hadn't had any action. Let's just put it that way in a long time. Maybe this would have stung a lot worse, but I'm actually in a really good place. So I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. So, you know, I'm on a celebrity. And I'm when I say that word, I need you to understand it's put through a font generator where every letter is a different size and shape. Okay, celebrity. Because it's not really celebrities on there. I think I see Owen Wilson on it. And I, I always think it's Ellen, but I see Owen maybe once a day. <laughs> Owen Wilson pops up on it, and that's nice. Um, and he, we've never matched Owen and I, which really stings, as, as I think oh. you can imagine. But <laughs> I'm, every time he like doesn't match with me, I'm like, wow, no, that's so stupid. <laughs> I, I have somebody like that, actually. Oh, famous? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always like swipe right on Andy. And, like, I'm like, maybe. Andy? And uh, like, nope. Oh, Dan, you know, I can put a good word in for you with Andy. I have an in. There's someone I actually, I mean, we're not like close. I'm not going to text him, but, yeah. you know, I can drop hints just like your headshot in the studio. <laughs> You're like, what do you think? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I dropped that. Could you, could you pick up that headshot? Yeah. Do you, do you oh, mind? Do you oh, think, this, by the way. that's yeah. my podcast partner, my professional partner is what I'm going to say, but he's looking for right. a romantic one. <laughs> I'm like, let me send him a slack. I'm not even on Slack. I know you are. Every time I hear about people on Slack, I'm like, ooh, what's it like to have health insurance? If you're on Slack and you don't have health oh, insurance, yeah. you're really doing something <laughs> majorly wrong. But anyway, so Raya, which I, you know, I know you're not on it. I don't know. I think there are some fun people on it. And I've actually had some very good experiences on it, frankly. Like I've met nice people, you know, whatever. It's not been terrible. But anyway, a couple weeks ago, I matched with this guy here in Florence. I'll be honest with you. He wasn't really my type. He kind of had like a butt cut, which is really not my look. I like cropped. You know what I mean? But, I, You know a butt haircut? Butt, what is a butt cut? You never heard of butt no. cut? Where it's no. like a surfer cut where it's parted down the middle and like the hair combed to the sides, like to the ear. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Am I crazy? I feel like I need Sam and Amelia to chime in. Am I've I never nuts? heard that. Maybe it's what I invented. It's definitely called a butt cut. That's what I've always... Uh, Sam? I've never heard of that, but I think I know what you're talking what? about. You're thinking of like the um, like a 90s Devin Sawa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm got You guys, I'm Googling butt cut because... Ooh, I don't think this is a real term. I think you might have made this up or remember it like a Berenstain Bears thing. Hold on a minute. It is. 
<laughs> Google it. It is. And you know, the f- I'm, uh, I'm not going to do that. You're a liar. You're not going to Google it. I'm hurt, Sam. I'm actually hurt. It's also known as the curtain. <laughs> For those blissfully unfamiliar, the butt cut, officially known as the curtain, was a style worn by boys and men in the 90s that involved parting the hair down the middle so the front strands would fall forward, essentially giving one's forehead the shape of a butt. Oh, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. Oh my all right. God. All right. You know, don't gaslight me. I, I don't um, like it. <laughs> don't gaslight me on my podcast, I beg. <laughs> don't you know, this would be ass lighting, not even gaslighting. Don't ass light me. Okay. Butt cut is a thing. Let's move on. And that's it. Okay. Please. I've gone through enough in the past 24 hours. Um he kind of had that look, which honestly, I really like that whole 90s look is just not for me. Like, give me a short haircut or even long hair over that. Mm. Like, I'm just not into that. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. he had that. And he was, uh, I think, 10 years younger than me, which that I don't really care about. You know, fine, whatever. And yeah. he sends me a message already asking me out, which... I'll be honest, part of me feels like when that happens, and I feel like you're like this, sometimes I'm like, you know what, a quick drink with someone, I'm here, I'm not doing anything, why not? Like, I don't need to establish, let's see, one drink, boom. So we make plans to go out, like, let's say the next, or maybe two days from then, and he doesn't text me all fucking day long. Now, you know, there's a rule where... Um, and I think he said like, oh, I know this amazing overlook in Florence, which the whole city is overlooks the overlook motel. It's like, (laughs) everything is a freaking overlook, but (laughs) I'm like overlooking the overlooks. Like I get it. I've been there. They're beautiful. I've seen the Duomo. I know. (laughs) But will you be able to overlook his uh, faux pas? That's well, that's listen, Carrie Bradshaw. Don't sell this podcast pilot. Don't. <laughs> we have to I'm the Shay Diaz around here, okay? You just don't care. <laughs> oh my God, that's a whole other story with Shay. We, I mean, I don't even know yeah, if I'm yeah, ready yeah. to talk about it, but I am. Anyway, so I'm really stretching the story out. So he says, oh, and I said, okay, whatever. So he doesn't text me all day long. And then at like 7.30, hey. Ooh. And I'm like, hey, I made other plans. And I actually did. I'm like, I don't sit around all day right. waiting. And I discussed it with um, a guy I work with who was like, you know, if I like someone, I'm texting by noon to say, hey, here's the plan. Or even the day before, you know? Yeah, yeah. At least as a woman. 7.30, that's way too late. 7.30, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I made, you waited too long and I made other plans. Fine. He goes, well, how long are you here? I said a few more weeks. He goes, well, we'll reschedule. Fine. So uh, I don't hear from him. I don't even, not thinking about him. I have other things happening. And then uh, I think yesterday he reached out same day again, being like, hey, uh, are you around later for a drink? And I happened to be free last night. I'm not going to lie to you. I was not in a great way yesterday. I was extremely tired, but I was like, you know what? Like I'm leaving Florence tomorrow. Let me finally meet this butt cut in person and, you know, sure, judge it for sure. my, judge with my own, <laughs> my own eyes. You're going to shit. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was working very late. I've been having very late, like work nights, whatever. And so I got a cute outfit on. I did. Honestly, I looked great. I had great makeup, perfectly even eyeliner, great hair. This is like leftover hair from yesterday, but it's looking good. I mean, you can kind of tell. It looks great right now. Yeah. yeah, I just was having a good beauty day. And he picks a place called Senor Vino. You can Google it on your map. That I notice is... A, Mr. Wine. It's called Mr. Wine. <laughs> Senor Vino. It's a classy, classy joint, Dan. Okay. okay. Yeah, Mr. Wine. Yes, right. Senor Wine. Is that Okay. Please, we're so stupid today. So listen, I wish I had a glass of wine to pour myself while I'm talking to you. Anyway, 
so uh, I look it up and it's a wine shop, but I'm assuming because like there's a place in LA that's a wine shop, but they also have tables and chairs to serve wine. So I'm like, I'm sure otherwise, why the fuck are we meeting there? You know, it's a good 12 minute walk. Okay. We're going to meet at eight. Both of us are running late. We decide to meet at nine. I'm actually even better because I was really running late as always. So I leave my apartment. I'm walking. I'm still running like eight minutes late. And I'm, I message him saying, Hey, luckily we didn't exchange phone numbers, which thank God for that. But I message him and I'm like, hey, um, just letting you know, I'm going to be there at like, you know, 9.08 or whatever. And when I'm literally three minutes away, he sends a message and he goes, okay, I'm sitting in the white car. I'm like, car? Okay. We had not, not talked about cars. I didn't, you know, I thought maybe he's just waiting for me to get yeah, there. Yeah, that's strange. Very weird. Like, right. maybe he's waiting for me to get there, um, you know, in order to then put his car in and then I'll get out of the car, whatever. I'm like, okay. Maybe it's a drive through It's a drive. <laughs> yeah. He said, meet me at the Burger King by the Santa Maria Novella train station. I said, okay. <laughs> and I went. No. So I'm approaching the place and I'm like already feeling, cause there's already been like bad energy with us. You know what I mean? So I'm already yeah. feeling like a gnawing dread. It's just there. And anyway, I walk up and of course, big fucking shock. He's in a big white Range Rover, like could have, pinned I could have told you from a mile away that this asshole would be in a Range Rover and I walk up and and the lights are on he's just he's not even parked in a spot he's just like idling like double parked what and I walk up and he sees me and he leans over and opens the door for me to get into the car now that's weird don't you think that's so I mean it's dangerous I was like and I knew yeah, that's it. Stranger danger, yeah. Stranger danger, and I don't care what kind of car it is. I'm like, no, no I'm not getting. <laughs> well, so yeah. I got right. really. I wasn't like even trying to be cute because I'm 40 years old and I just have no energy left anymore. And I was frankly a little bit hungover yeah. yesterday. So I was like, I go, wait, I'm not getting in your car. I don't even know you. And he goes, right. oh, and I go, well, why don't you park and we'll get a glass of wine? That's what I said. Like park and we'll get a drink. Yeah. Dan, he turns the car around and I see him driving away and I'm like, there's no way he's coming back. Like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The second he closed that door, I was like, I'll never see this fucking idiot again. And he drives and unmatches me on Raya. Can you imagine? (laughs) What? (laughs) I swear to God. I was like, that is psychotic. Yeah, that's like scary, actually. I know. That's scary. That's not even, that's, I've never heard of that. In my life. And listen. And is that his normal thing? He, he like lures people into his, that, that's actually scary. I have I to know. tell you something that I, first of all, I'm not even just saying this because, you know, at first I was like, oh, do I tell this story? And when I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I didn't even want to go on this date. Like, you know, I was not even in the mood for it. Yeah. And I was doing it just to like get out of the house because I, I figured oh, it'll be good. Like get some fresh air. You know what I mean? So frankly, when he drove right. off, I was like, thank God. <laughs> like, I was really happy. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I wrote an email to Raya. I'll read it to you. And I haven't heard back from them yet. Um, but I'm like, you know what? By the way, I hope this guy doesn't like listen to this. And first I went on Instagram and I blocked him on Instagram because I knew his name. Also, what an idiot. You unmatched me. Great. I still know your fucking name, idiot. Like, okay. Yeah, right. So should I read the email that I wrote? I said, and then I want to talk to you about something else I watched, which does connect to this. I said, hey, hi, hi. Like so friendly. Um, (laughs) Possible safety issue that I wanted to make your admins aware of. I had a date scheduled with one of your members. 
I'm not going to say his name because it's quite an, the easiest way to find him. He's like an unusual name. Blank in Florence. His oh. IG is blank. He picked a meetup spot. And when I got there, he was waiting in his car, which he expected me to get into. Not discussed at all in advance. Thought we were meeting for a glass of wine as he picked a wine bar. I said, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Yeah. And he drove off and unmatched. No idea what he planned to do when I got into the car or where he planned to take me. But this behavior seems incredibly unsafe, especially to another single woman who may not know what to do and who may get into his car. Not something I'm sure your yes. app will want to deal with. Other than that, big fan, haha. <laughs> well, I don't want them to kick me off. Thank you. Right. And then I wrote my name. <laughs> Can you believe that though? Isn't that this? That is like new level for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to kick him off. That's like dangerous. It's crazy. I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because I was thinking well, the thing that was idling. Like, what was the plan? Like, I would have. Like, I would have just has. Oh, there's no talk about like, oh, let's go for a drive. Which number Nothing. one that would be. Nothing. A nightmare anyway. And but, I have yeah. to tell you the truth is that, you know, because I was thinking about it later, like he initially was like, oh, like I want to, you know, he said this was weeks ago, something about this overlook. I'm like, wait, did he want to drive me? What is this like overlook make out like in some horror movie from the 90s? I'm like, I'm not yeah, getting right. in your fucking car, <laughs> right. dude. Like, I'm sorry, not during right. the daytime either, by the way. Like, I'm not getting in. I don't know you. Second date, yes. Yeah. Honestly. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, after a conversation or something. but like, Yeah, even after the end of a first yeah, date, like, oh, want to give me a ride home, whatever. But like, I'm sorry. Sure. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. And uh, another thing I was thinking is because we're like New Yorkers and nobody has cars, we're not really used to the idea of dating and car culture. But I'm sorry, even when I've gone out in Miami, mm. even when I've gone out in Miami, you drive your car and you meet them somewhere. I'm not, it's like not 1952. Yeah. I haven't gotten into a guy's car. Seriously, I remember the last time for the, on a first date was in New York. And I was like, I was like 25 years old and he was creepy and thinking back, I'm like, um, and we went to Jersey. Like the fact that I survived that date is a true actual fucking miracle. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you want to like take you to like make out point or something, yeah. that's where all the bad things happen. That's like that's horror saying. movie style. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, the funny thing is, cause you know, another reason I was like, oh, do I really want to tell this story is there could be an argument made that he like saw me in person and was like, nah, like if I was some Russian supermodel he would have parked but also like <laughs> well, let's be honest there is no. an element of that a no, little bit come on. but um but no. also he was not hot at all i swear to god like i got up close and i was like oh he was such a douche Ugh. so mm. it worked out <laughs> now how this connects is because i was telling my friend hannah about this yesterday about the date by the way, I ended up going to a restaurant that wasn't even good, but it was busy. I had ravioli. I had some like chicken pate and I went home and I felt like a million bucks. I was like, this really was the night I was meant to have from the beginning. So yeah, it was fine. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, truly. I was yeah. actually grateful. Hannah says to me, oh my God, this is so funny because there's a new documentary out on Netflix called The Tinder Swindler. Have you heard of this? Uh, I've seen it advertised to me and I want to watch it, but I haven't. Now, yeah. I, I should have told you to watch it. I literally watched it last night and this morning, so there was like no window for me to tell you. Uh, Can I please yeah. discuss it with you and possibly spoil the ending? Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Yay! Sure. It's still great. <laughs> First of all, cannot recommend it enough. Also, I love it because it's just one documentary. Two hours, in and out, you get the whole story. Love. Oh, good. Yeah. A miracle. It's over. It's the yeah. story about this guy, and I hate to say he is Jewish from Israel, you know, like, as though my peoples don't have enough freaking problems, you know, I mean, <laughs> they like, they um bring him on The View next week. I'm like, you guys, come on. 
Come on. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, you know, by the way, I just want to remind everyone, I'm only the second out of two co-hosts uh, who's a view Jew, the first being Barbara Walters. Something interesting to note. Oh, really? Yeah, that's true. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting, too, because they're like, yeah, why don't they hire more? Like it's And I was on for literally five and a half milliseconds, so what's the deal? My question. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um... It's the story about this guy who was matching. He matched with this very beautiful girl from Norway on Tinder. Very cute, sweetheart, blonde, very pretty. And um, he, on the first date, I mean, it's so funny because it was kind of a similar thing. On the first date, he takes her on a private plane, I think to Stockholm or to some European capital, winds her, dines her. She meets a baby mama's there with his kid and like the security guard and all these people. They sleep together on the first date because, hello, private jet. I mean, I get it. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they enter into a relationship and what you find out as you're watching it is he basically has, and I'm I am warning people, a spoiler alert, and I'm going to tweet to, you better have watched it. You better have watched it. Otherwise, fast forward to Jonathan Van Ness. I'm just telling you now. Fast forward, what is it? Ten more minutes. He created a Ponzi scheme, basically, where he was having women open credit cards in their name for him, taking out quick loans up to $250,000, having them wire the money to him because he had shown them such, listen, he had like literally wined and dined the best hotels in Europe, private jets, you know, Lamborghinis. Like he had really had this lifestyle. He claimed to be the son of Lev Levayev, who is the guy, I think he still owns the Plaza Hotel, the major diamond mogul, like super billionaire, whatever. Oh, wow. It's very six okay. degrees of separation. Yeah. He claims to be this guy's son. Yeah. And he has all right. the things. You look him up on Instagram. He still has his Insta, by the way, with the fake name that he used on it. He, really? yes. <laughs> He has like news articles online. So when you Google his name, everything comes up. There's like no question. And so they feel safe. You know, that's the fucked up thing. I think when you find someone on the internet, you kind of don't question it. You're like, oh, that's his Insta. That's this. That's that. But you can fake everything. But then at what point do you start giving him money? Like that's. And this girl, and I have to say, you know, she got a lot of shit for it because as the story progresses, and it's, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like watching the Bourne identity. It is such an interesting, it's a heart palpitating story, really. It was only after a month that she started taking loans out in his name. I'm like, one month, too fast. Why would... She said she was. Why would in love. you need to if he's so? Well, yeah, but why? But why couldn't he take out? He has better credit than her, presumably. So his whole thing was that he was being traced because he's from such a rich family that he was in danger, and people were following him, and they were able to track his credit <laughs> cards. Like he created, if you remember, in True Ooh. Lies, when Bill Paxton was like, "They know where we are. We have to get on a plane." Like, and he was a used car salesman. That's <laughs> right. this guy. Like this whole fake thing. <laughs> And she bought into it. You know, it's it's like smoke and mirrors. I think you want to buy into the fantasy that you've met. And she really loved him. Yeah. She was like head over heels. He love bombed her. She fell for it. Right. And yeah. that was it. Um, <laughs> it is the craziest story. And then you meet other women that he's done it to. I, I won't ruin the way it ends because it is so exciting, genuinely. But the thing that made me just crazy, and I think every woman listening will understand this, He has swindled, I think, I mean, a dozen women, a ton, a ton of women out of so much money. 
He had spent time in jail, I think in Finland. He had swindled three Finnish uh, women. And the way that the story actually blew up wasn't through the police. It was through um, a Nordic newspaper, these investigative journalists who worked with an Israeli journalist to find him and to trace him. It is so exciting. Oh, my God. It's such a great story. It really I want to watch it again. It's really great. (laughs) But when I thought I was going to lose my shit, and I don't think this is spoiling much, because it's still a great story, is at the very end, you know, you're watching and thinking, this guy should be put behind bars and never let out of jail again. This is someone who has a mental illness where they don't know how to He will to definitely make- continue, yeah. 100%. It's a narcissistic, yeah. psychopathic yes. addiction to stealing and swindling people. I mean, there's no question. Right, right, right. He had already spent time in jail and nothing happened. <laughs> right. I mean, he got out and he did yeah, it again, Right. right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm saving so many things. I don't want to ruin the whole thing. But anyway, so they find him. They catch him. He ends up going to jail in Israel. People, I think he got 15 months in jail and they released him after five months and he never set foot <laughs> in jail again. And these women to this day are still paying off his debts. They're still paying the creditors. No. Now, yes. Really? Yes. I don't understand how that's even legal. I don't understand how it's legal. I really well, mean that. They were dumb enough to do it. Like, and so now when you uh, Google uh, him, does the documentary come up? Like, hopefully. Wait, Sam actually watched it. Sam, are you okay to come? Because I'm curious to talk to Sam. Sam, pop on for a minute. I watched it last night. Sam Key for everybody. One of our producers, Sam, you ha- I mean, you have to talk to me. Can you fucking believe this story? It, it's one of those... I know that's not the point of the documentary, but the point of the documentary, it is really well made and worth watching. But it's one of those. It almost reminds you that if you are a woman and something bad happens to you, no one will take it seriously. And yes, almost nothing will happen. That is my takeaway. Yes, it's not a spoiler. It ends in this really great, great, dramatic way. But then in the last 40 seconds, it lists how well he's doing. It's like, so he gets out of prison and shows him with this another smoking hot Russian model girlfriend. And he's like, all right. And you're like, and then they're like, oh, we asked him to be in it. And he was like, no, thanks. Well, duh. But by the way, the amount of access, I think what I also found incredible was because it's like a documentary made out of content from like the last four years, the amount of video and voice messages and texts. And I thought the way that it was all done was really clever and really um, quite like smooth. I really liked the doc. Yeah. But in most of these docs, it's a blurry picture, but they have hours of footage and he's still doing it right now. Cause like you said, people want like now there's that, uh, it's not a spoiler. There's that one at the end. Who's like aware of him and like still was like, he's still out doing it. And people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it. Even though they Googled him and saw that he's as an article called the Tinder swim or like, he's like, I'll give him a shot. In, and by the way, in uh, Norwegian, I believe it's the Tinder Svindler. <laughs> Just in case you want to learn a new word, it was Svindler. Svindler's list. Now, let me say one other thing. Thank you. Pause for laughs. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're absolutely right, though, that at the end of it, I seriously was hulking out of my body con for, a, you know, Forever 21 dress, where it's like he gets away with it. No one gives a shit. And actually, Tinder has let him back on the app. And the woman, I remember the woman at the end who defends it. She was like, it's never a problem with Tinder. She's like, I was on it immediately, right away. It's like Tinder paid for this documentary. It's like a weird talk. It's insane. I wanted to punch. I've never seen a face that deserves a fist landing on it more than this guy's face. It is, it's overwhelming. Thanks, Sam. And I'm like looking up what he looks like. 
Well, you know what's funny? He's like, he's definitely short. I do like that a short Jewish man does date these like actual supermodels, by the way. But he's just so <laughs> smarmy looking. And he's, the funny thing is, I believe he comes from an Orthodox Jewish family because they track his mother down, uh, who's like this kind of hunchbacked, Orthodox Jew. I also sort of appreciated that they went into a very uh, poor neighborhood in Israel. And I think people have this idea of Israel as being some like Shanghai level, you know what I mean? Like some amazing places. Israel is kind of a shithole. And they show these neighborhoods that look like absolute shit. And I think that's good for the world to see, but not the point. They find his mother and that's, uh, and she's like, I haven't talked to him since he was 18. Do you see what he looks like? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's the glasses. The glasses are so like, they're like a little audacious. Um, they're like '90s tortoise shell, but with like a gold in the middle and like gold accents. That it's like, like too you're much. Like, oh, yeah, it's too much. So anyway, so that's huh. that's pretty much it. So I got ditched by a guy in a Range Rover <laughs> with a butt cut. <laughs> Dan, how was your week? <laughs> uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, we watched um, the and just like that finale. Oh my god, let's talk about uh, it. Last night, yeah. Uh, I can't wait for it to come back. <laughs> I can't wait. I have nothing in my life now that it's gone. My life is literally empty, a dark, depressive hole. <laughs> Should we take a call, Michelle? Should we take a call on the podcast? Yeah, or? let's take a call on our pre-recorded podcast. <laughs> Are there any Stand- <laughs> Look for the callers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest shit that Carrie. Oh, I think Bevy Smith said something really funny where she was like, okay, now, like, I never really, like, was impressed by my job. But now that I know that it's like that Carrie from Sex in the City has it, like, <laughs> I'm fucking awesome. And actually, I thought, you know what? She's right. Like, we have a great job. This is what we do for work. It's incredible. Um, I, lo- I like the, exa- the example of, like, her being successful at the talk show was like, hey, I have this problem. What should I do? And her answer is like, I don't know. I know. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it's like, and what? just like that. I mean, really, they had to give her that show so she had any excuse to make out with that hottest shit producer who they kept dangling. Well, yeah. Oh my God, he's so cute. I think his name is Ivan Hernandez. Right. I Googled him this morning. They kept dangling him in front of us. And instead we got that other guy who was handsome looking, that widower. But I was like, yeah. The widower story. Like, I want to see her with him. Uh, well, I don't know. They puked together once. So that means that it's, it's a doomed relationship. I forgot about the puking. That scene when they puked. So stupid. I have to tell you something. I want HBO to make the Shay show. I want to see the uh, pilot the sh- yes. with Shay and Tony Danza. <laughs> Oh my God. I wish that I had a transcript of the entire scene from when Miranda showed up at that nightclub, whatever it was. When she started singing, when Shay Diaz started singing. (laughs) For me, there was a scene once in South Park where Cartman closed his eyes and it flashed all the worst atrocities in history, including like Hitler and like uh, atomic explosions. That's how I, that's what I saw. When that scene happened, I said, no, this is not going to work out. It was too much. Too, too much. This is a party to announce that uh, I will be going to LA to film a pilot for four weeks. I'm quitting all my jobs and firing everybody. (laughs) Like, what? It made no sense. Also, Miranda's internship. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Miranda's internship, like, that has to be the same internship that Robert De Niro did with, like, Anne Hathaway, right? Like, like, what is the age... No, I literally, what? someone tweeted that and I was dying about the intern. Oh, really? Yes, I swear to you. Someone said, yeah. oh, here's my Miranda internship. And it was Robert De Niro. <laughs> it is, 
egregious. You know who I liked? I liked her professor on the show. I thought was a good actress. I kind of liked her storyline. Yes. That actually felt authentic. When she um, goes in and and tells the teacher that she's not going to accept the internship, like the clothes were so great. They both looked never better in the whole show. I was like, ooh, I love this. I want to see more of that. I know. Whoever wrote Miranda, I said, um, I sent a tweet out about Chase singing, saying that my pronoun, my pronoun was she for a secondhand embarrassment because I just, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, that's that's like Che level comedy. You're welcome. I'm gonna put that one in my comedy concert. Yeah. People get excited. That's going in the comedy concert. Get excited, folks. Um, it's everything about it. And then wait, and excuse me. Then the, the, you know who was very funny on it? The rabbi really was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rabbi, uh, Harry Neff, I think is her name. She was great. I don't know. The whole thing was just every time I watched it, I knew I was gonna end it older and dehydrated. And yet the moment that Thursday rolled around, I couldn't wait to click on the HBO little circle. And I, it is, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's appointment viewing. Uh, it's the only thing that I was excited about the last 10 weeks or whatever. It really, it really was great. And also we tell everybody what your friend, Amanda, the snacks that she made. Oh, yeah. So we went over to my friend Amanda's uh, place, and she had prepared um, for hors d'oeuvres ladyfingers, and (laughs) you could dip them into Nutella, which had, like, a uh, picture of Miranda on it. So we were, like... (laughs) So funny, ladyfingers. Ladyfingers and and Miranda. Uh, She also served, like, Cheez-Its, but she covered up part of it, so it was just, like, (laughs) Shay. No, genuinely, Amanda's the best. I love her. Amanda Melson, folks. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, I think that's everything I have to say. I'm not, I mean, if you want to DM me with your worst first date stories, I'll tell you what I want to hear about. And maybe we can read these on the pod next week. I want to hear about not only worst first dates, but also first dates where they were kind of dangerous. And like whether the apps did anything about them. Because this this Tinder thing really opened my eyes and the timing of it was just so funny after this experience than to watch this you know of just yeah is anybody looking out for us i mean it, it kind no. of doesn't seem like it honestly <laughs> no and my experience anytime yeah. i've ever gone to the police with anything which hasn't thank god happened that often but um i think twice in my life i've had to go to the police with things that were like safety issues or or more than that like which we don't have to get into mm. nothing happened nothing now admittedly once it was overseas but absolutely nothing. Right. So it's it's not a great feeling. On that note, I'm so excited because um, Jonathan Van Ness is here and he's a dream and a half and he uh, has a new Netflix show out. He's killing it. The king of Netflix. King and queen. He's got it all. He's running friggin' Netflix. Jonathan Van Ness. So we, let's, I think we should go, Dan. I adore you as always. Thank you for letting me vent all my problems. It's great to chat with you, as always. Always great. And DM me those dating stories at Mishkol, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. But let's welcome our guest. I mean, this day has been, when I say a long time coming, I feel like this person and I were split from a similar DNA strand. We actually look alike right now, Jay. We do. 
I know. And I've lasered my beard off. So I'm two lasers away. We could literally be identical twins. Listen, Jonathan Van Ness, you all know who he is, obviously. He has a new TV show, Where Else, on Netflix called Getting Curious, based on his hit podcast. Uh, If you're not already, follow him on Twitter, at JVN, and Instagram, at JVN. International superstar, you're going on tour. We're going to get to the whole situation. The most fabulous, stunning Jonathan Van Ness. Hi, Jay. Hi. So... I think we just have to take it back a step. So please, I'm minding my own business in August. My husband is in London for the first time <laughs> in years. Uh, I married this British guy. We go to London like the second that it's like Freedom Day or whatever, because like we got to see his family. He's like homesick. So we go there. So I'm minding my own business. Um, we're like walking out of this restaurant and I turn around and I see this stunning creature. She's right in front of me. And I was like, what is that voice? I feel like I know that voice. And then all of a sudden you turn around and then we are literally in London together and it was so much fun. And then we had a drink and it was really fun. And like, who even saw that coming? And I just, that was like such a fun night. And I just had to tell your listeners. Well, I really felt like there was something that brought us together that night. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart because I hadn't seen you in a long time. Honestly, from the last time I think I saw you, you became... It was at an airport. It was at an airport, yes, because I was with Countess Luann. Oh, my God. So I was also internationally famous at the time because I was working with Countess Luann. But no, the before that, because that was a super run-in. You know, Jay, we knew each other in L.A., you know, with Jeffrey Self and everybody a hundred years ago, I knew you when you cut hair and you were just like a, you know, hilarious friend. And then the next thing I know, you are not only deservedly international famous, but inspiring so many people. Like you're, I really feel like you have taken your fame and done what most people don't do with it, which is actually connect on a very deep level with people. So getting that out of the way, I mean, can talk to the listener about How the hell did this even happen? I mean, just Queer Eye, you know, LA auditions. What was the story behind the great Jonathan Van Ness? Oh, shit. Um, Well, it all started um, with the Golden Girls. Um, I love that show. No, I'm just kidding. It was, (laughs) I moved to LA in 2009. I um, moved to be a hairdresser. I always loved doing hair. I, I felt like I wanted to grow more and learn more. I felt like I wasn't like... When I lived before LA doing hair, I felt like I knew how to talk people into like the six things that I knew how to do. Mm. But if, but like if they had a picture, I was like, I don't know how to do that. So I like, <laughs> so, that, so, so I like, didn't know you meant I, hair. I thought you meant everything. Just the six you know, things hair. like pasta. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Like hairstyle. Okay. And so then I was like, I want to move to LA. I want to become a better hairdresser. I want to assist. Like I want like a devil wears Prada, but like assistant experience. Like I want to really learn. So I moved to LA. I assist for two years. Um, you know, a lot of stuff happens that I talk about in the book, like, you know, stepdad gets really sick, hardships, addiction, compulsivity, Mm. leave, I leave LA, then I come back and I'm doing hair, um, on Aaron Gibson, who is a very dear friend. We love her. Who you also know. Of course. And um, so I'm doing her hair and I do this. She's like, have you been watching that show Game of Thrones? And I was like, oh, honey. I have I ever. And so I do this little thing. And when I come out of my fugue state of like talking about Game of Thrones, she was like, that is a series. Like what you just did, that's a thing. Like, have you could like, would you be interested? Like, should we? And I was like, I mean, I guess I've never really done anything before. Like I'll film something on an iPhone. Like I didn't know what she meant. Mm. So then when I go there for the first thing of Game of Thrones, which was like 2013, it was like March of 2013, there's like cameras. And it was the first time I ever heard like sound speeding and like, 
action. And I was, I was in this salon and I was like allowed to improv. And I didn't even know what opportunity I had been given to be on a set where I could like improv and say what I thought and write, write jokes. I, I, I had no idea what it even was. And then after that season, I became obsessed. Like I loved writing. I loved comedy. I wanted to learn more about it. And so then really since 2013, it was like, you know, a year after that or a year and a half after that, I started getting curious because I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to keep learning and growing similarly um, with hair, but in, in entertainment. And I didn't know what the vehicle between Gay of Thrones was. So I was like, let me just do a podcast and learn about editing and learn about sound engineering and learn about just a different world. It's, it's fun. And so then that happened for a while. And then all of a sudden I started doing hair between New York and LA, which is right around the time I met you. And then I heard that Queer Eye was getting... Uh, rebooted and I always loved the show it like meant a lot to me growing up I watched it with my grandparents and my parents and it was like really like important to me as a teenager I really wanted Kyan to make out with me but that would have been like illegal and everything but I just like I had such a massive crush on him oh my god Um, and I just loved the first show and then I you know I got I I auditioned I got I got cast in it and in my life it, it wasn't like a there, I mean, actually, I do think when Queer Eye came out, that was a definite huge change. But I mean, I didn't stop doing hair behind the chair full time for like months after really? Queer Eye came out. So, yeah, I mean, I did hair for like the first like three or four months until I realized that like I was losing money doing hair. That's like, I was like having all these opportunities that I was like turning down. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like trying to stay so attached to my past that I like didn't let anything else come in. Yeah. And so then I just had to kind of like let go and explore new things. And so really then the last five years have just been like a really wild ride. I mean, babe, it's not, I think not only just watching your kind of, you grow into this huge celebrity, but also it seems to me like you yourself have been on this journey with who you are and, you know, things that you've shared with people. Um, and it's been really uh, refreshing, frankly, to watch someone be so unbelievably open. But it's interesting because I often talk about boundaries when it comes to being a public persona and your private life, right? Because in my case, like on a radio show, if I talk a lot about dating or things like that, sometimes I feel like people really think they know every part and you want to keep something private to yourself and something kind of sacred. Do you feel that way too? Like, are there things that you don't discuss? Cause you just seem so open. Uh, where do you kind of like, I guess, draw the line of, of what you're willing to talk about? Of course. I think for me, it's like when it's not my story to tell, like we always have, you know, friends, family, people who we care about that, like their situations in life will deeply impact us mm-hmm. and will you know, just cause a lot of anxiety and worry because, you know, we love people. I know for me personally, like I love people really hard. And so I think that's where I kind of draw the line is I think I've been through some like some of my biggest T trauma is is related to like my relationships with people. And obviously I'm not going to like talk about that. That's right. you know, it's not my story to tell. Right. So I think that's kind of where I draw the line. And, and even with my personal, personal experiences, like with Mark, for instance, like I met my husband, um, we really started dating in like October of 2019 we ended up getting married in June of 2020. And then I didn't tell anyone about it until, I mean, I my like the Fab Five knew, my family knew, his family knew, our friends knew. But as far as like, you know, on Instagram, there was like a whole year where there was like a mystery person like throwing milk to me in my coffee dances. <laughs> and people would be like, who's throwing that milk? And I just was like, that was the most that anyone knew of like this mystery person that oh was like my at God. my house. But, um, you know, we didn't tell anyone until like New Year's Eve of like, 2020 and that was just because by that time I was like 
I felt like we'd had enough time to adjust. I felt like I had enough time to adjust to like thinking of myself as a married person and he was comfortable enough for us to talk, like to talk about it. So yeah, I think it's like, it, it, it is a really different thing though. Like knowing when you want to talk about those things publicly and, but I feel like with my personal stuff, I'm pretty comfortable talking about it, Yeah, but with other people's stuff, even if it affects me, that's when it's like, you need to not talk about it. That's interesting. Um, your husband could not be more adorable. And once again, whether you know it or not, you are living my dream life because you married a British man. And even when I met, saw you in London and you were like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm trying to be you. Hello. Duh. Duh. <laughs> like, what do you think I'm doing here, Jonathan? Um, he's so lovely. Has the culture thing been hard to like, because I've noticed having had my fair experiences with Englishmen, there are big differences. And especially I think emotionally. And I mean, you know, I don't know Mark that well, obviously, but the ones I've known, they keep a lot of things close to their chest. They don't like to talk about things. They they sort of joke about everything and move on. Have you felt any of those things with him? Yeah, I also feel, I mean, there is such like a different cultural experience of like feelings, emotions, boundaries, how you talk about those things, you know, with British people, like not to generalize, but it is different. No, generalize. And um, we love that. And yeah, but it, but I'm also sure there's like a lot of like other British people who do therapy and like don't think it's, but you know, my he has been so adaptive. Yeah. Like he's a, he is, you know, he welcomes all my stuff. He's, he, you know, he's really, he's just the best. It's like why I married him. But um, it, there are, you know, aspects of British your cultural face. relationships that I find hard <laughs> to navigate sometimes. What's really cute though. Go on. Yeah. Well, cause it's like, he's like in the other room. He doesn't like when I talk shit about British people. You know what I'm saying? What? He doesn't even like it when I talk shit. He doesn't. Cause he's like, you know, he loves the fucking UK. It's, it's like country. You know? I do too. But for me. Yeah. Listen, but you know what I, well, me too. But like, yeah. you know, motion, you're just like, can't we just, you know, let's cry. Talk about it. Um, but then, but the other thing is that I, here's what I hate. I'll tell you, this okay. is the tea. This is what I fucking cannot stand. <laughs> I fucking hate it when people put dried cranberries or like oranges in baked goods. And in the UK, so funny. I feel like they be putting fucking goddamn fucking oranges and cranberries in their shit. In everything. All the fucking Black time. currants. And Mark made. They'll put the a currant. Current. I don't. Oh, I don't like the I currants. I don't have a visceral, because that gives me like blueberry adjacent. I don't, I like a blueberry scone. I, a blueberry to me and like a muffin or a baked good, like that makes sense. That's interesting. Why are you putting that bitter ass fucking orange and cranberry in my cinnamon rolls? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark made me these homemade cinnamon rolls. I went outside for five minutes to walk the dog. <laughs> five minutes. I came back and there were orange chunks and zest and cranberries Fuck. in the toe. And I was like, oh, did you put anything aside? And of course not. Because no, that's, you no. know, what, how we do. So that he will not put anything aside. Like the the treats all get the same treatment. You can't do some with the, the citrus and without. It's all. You so know, that, that this that is your big tea. I will hard. say this will make the news. I want you to know this will be the thing we clip and share. E.T., you name it. They're all, they're picking it up. I would argue you're not going to like Tell this. Me. So I, I, first of all, I don't love a cranberry unless there's like a UTI happening. And then I will like <laughs> genuinely go waist deep in like the, you know, the um, cranberry ads where they <laughs> the make the juice. It. The harvest. Yes, yes. <laughs> like in my wellies, I'll like scoop them up and I put them everywhere. Every orifice gets one. Right. So uh-huh. I agree with you. They're a little bit too tart for me. I don't love it. But I'm going to argue something, Jonathan Van Ness, which is that in a scone, I have been so close in my lifetime to pulling a mama cast on a scone. I have eaten scones that have been so dry 
that do you know what I mean? Where it just cements your throat hole closed. It actually is. Do you like it off. that though? No. Do you like that? Cause I, oh, I love. Oh my God. You like a dry, dry scone. He makes fun of me for it all the time. This is like wild. a dry beige. Good. I love it when it's like stodgy and I'm like, no. I, I love <laughs> that. I love it when it, I love when it's like, you use your finger to like get it out of your teeth. No. Cause it's like, so I don't know what my, yeah, like a dry. Cause like, you know, like Hardy's <laughs> biscuits. Like yeah. a biscuit. Like, I was like, oh, you're going to love these. These are so good. And I was like, eating these, like, dry biscuits by themselves. And Mark was like, these are so fucking dry. It's a hockey puck. I don't know why you love it so Well, that's much. why they lube so everything up with cream. Like, when you get a scone, they're like, you might want a little lube for that because they're going to fucking die otherwise. So you have to now smear this cream on it. I'm like, can you just put some butter in the freaking dough and, like, bake it that way? But weirdly, though, I will agree with you that I do enjoy, because now I'm thinking, how do I like my cookies? I like old people baked goods. So I love my favorite cookie is a Linzer tart. It's like my favorite shit on the planet. Is that the shortbread? It's shortbread with jam in it. Like I love anything with like a raspberry or apricot jam. I like that. I like that. Yes. I like that. I do like that. That's not the same as like putting it in a baked thing. Yes, you're right. Because like if you're putting it on afterwards, then it's fine. Delicious. actually even a baked raspberry thing, I probably would fuck with that. It's the cranberry. Yeah. That... It makes me feel so upset. And can I also just say sidebar, my best friend, Patty, she's my makeup artist. She's one of my best friends. She, I've never heard anyone else say this until you, you said it, but she says that she has to lube her gullet. She hates <laughs> any sort of like dry things. Yes. So she's like, oh, you got to put, she's so she, she loves like, she'll just put butter over. So she's like, mayonnaise. Your gullet. Yeah. Yeah. She, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I put mayo on everything. Lube. It's her main lube. Babe, I keep a it bottle is. on my nightstand for, you know, for emergencies, <laughs> lube emergencies. I love mayo. When I meet people who hate mayo, I'm like, what horrible home? To me, you know what it says? It says that you had a parent, <laughs> people are going to get upset by this, they had a parent who didn't care about you and who left it out in the hot sun and you ate it and got sick. Everyone who hates mayo had a bad experience as a child where they got sick from it. And I'm like, yeah, because your your parents neglected you. Mine kept theirs in the fridge. I loved it. And I will, f- I, I could seriously put mayo on it. I'd eat it on bread. Like I love it. I do. That's I'm why into I'm not mayo. skinny. I, I'm into mayo. Okay. So wait, I know, and I know this is like your podcast and everything, but I just, no, talk like, to me. I just have to say something really yeah. quick. So one thing as like, cause if I ever get canceled and lose my career, I think I would be a really good talent manager. Like, I just think I'd be really good at it. Yeah. And my main like talent manager question for you is oh, no. why, 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 where is the modeling contract? What? You're over here looking like we have to, we have to edit this part out cause it's mean, but you're over here looking like Ashley Graham's prettier sister. Okay. Listen, First did you talk all. to my mother? Are and, we the best of friends? Come on. But we have to get but no, but I'm so, I mean, this face, the hair, the fucking Jonathan, neck, the face, what, but you need to, you need to get a photographer and go take some like street style pictures. And where is your, like, I need a skincare campaign. I also think that we need to have you on GBN hair. I'm actually going to like, like, can we, I say something what? to you? Can I say something? And I'm putting what? this on the podcast. Do not edit this out. I'm saying that seriously manage me and let's split the freaking profits. Like I would do, you can literally ask me to do anything at this point. I'd show full hole. You know that 40 years old, Jonathan, I'm ready to show it all crack. You know, I had Ashley Graham funny enough on my, no, I'm not joking. I had Ashley on my radio show and I, she was like, Oh, you know, she's doing all these bathing suit pictures. And I was, I'm, I've always been very self-conscious about my body. Like it's, I've really worked on myself genuinely. And I actually am in a, probably one of the best confidence places I've been in, in my life, which is, Still not perfect, but I'm getting there. You know what I mean? I'm working on it. 
And she was like, one day you'll feel comfortable enough posing in a bathing suit. And I was like, actually, I can't pick, you know, being so like, no. Now I'm like, yeah, get the acne. Hunter McGrady is a good I friend. Think you Love make, her. I think you could make a literal. What? Like, I think you could be a, a, I'm not even kidding. I think you could be a sought after model. Jonathan, like a sought after We model. need to take this off air. And I'm telling you, split the profits with me. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I only charge 5%. Can we talk about how good this, how good this looks? Oh my God. I did like a no heat wave style today. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I had to do contact because I'm like a founder beauty maven. And so I have to do all Talk this about stuff. your line. Let's sell some product, by the way. This is what you're here to do. Oh you have God. your JVN hairline. Hair. Go on. I love my JVN hair so much. I am just going back. I should have done this years ago. I'm sorry. I'm doing it in the, I'm doing it right now. You have my number. I think maybe not. No, and I'm 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 okay. Following on the gram. So really, what's happening is is that I am getting like way too much. No offense, I'm getting a little bit too much podcast promotion when what I need is is face, hair, titties, skin, let's back, butt, legs, heels. Like this, you. I need like seventy five percent more Michelle Collins. I see. Do you know what I'm saying? I need more Michelle Collins. I need. I need. I need you to get some photographers. We're gonna I need a milk thrower. What it is, Jonathan? I need someone to I throw like, milk at me. Do you know what I mean? It's like once a week. I think once a week mm. you need to get like do a content capture, like with a photog, wow. maybe two different looks. And I think you need to start like telling these fuckers who they're missing, which is because your face. Like I've thought it. This this is the way I had to bring it up. We've been on the seventeen minutes. I literally had an intrusive thought like every forty five seconds for I like can't fifteen believe this. minutes. About your face. I got to say something. When when this happens, I'm tagging you in every single picture. So you've actually made a huge mistake saying this to me. Huge. Every tag photo is going to be me <laughs> with you. I'm going to tag. I'm, I'm serious. Ready. No, I'm not dragging you. Um, you are really just making my whole night. And I thank you because I was telling a story earlier. You're going to shit from this, by the way. I went on a first date last night where I showed up. This was, I'm in Florence, Italy, by the way, until tomorrow. I'm going to Milan tomorrow. Meet me in London, by the way. I'm serious. Are you coming back to London anything? This is the perfect place to go get pictures. What are you doing oh my God. on a okay. podcast okay. when you should be out getting... You need to do some hair and makeup Screaming and me. go out okay. and get these photos. Screaming at me. Okay, I'm going to do it. What is going on? Okay, I, I, can I say something? Can I say something? I'm going to do it. I don't know, can <laughs> No, you? I'm going I'm to. So can I? No, actually, I actually feel like I'm going to cry because it's like... Your timing. Can I really pay you? Can I just say something to you from a spiritual deep place? And I don't even know if I want to keep this on the show, but we can keep it in. I've actually had such a shitty week, like just between us, genuinely, like professionally some shit and like personally, just not a good week for me. And we're recording this on a Friday and hearing you just be so sweet to me and so lovely. It's like, I feel like Mercury's out of retrograde. Jonathan Van Ness has blessed me. I'm not joking. And it's like the energy you're bringing to me is that's what you do, but that is, this is your gift. This is what you do for people and why you are a a huge, massive success. I mean this. I'm feeling it. You're queer eyeing me now and I feel it and I love it. I am, but here's the thing. I know I like it. (laughs) No, this is like intense. So my mom, she told me the other day that like she... Like my like my career and like my level of success like hasn't sunk in for her because it's like I'm just her kid and she can't Aww. like totally grasp it. Yeah. But then she said that when she saw me on Colbert a couple weeks ago, she said that this thing dawned on her where she was like, "Oh my god, you've known that you could do this your whole life." Like when I was a little kid before going to the mall in Quincy, Illinois, 30,000 people, I would like be like, oh, I need to get on a cuter outfit in case there's a talent scout oh in God. Quincy. Like, and, like I might get discovered. Like, I, I, but I was serious. Like mm. I've always, and I feel like with you, you maybe like, you you know, you've, 
you like as you said earlier, like you've had confidence issues, and like you've also you're a comedian, you've been a host, you've been all these things, yeah, yeah. and so maybe you just didn't ever like saw yourself in that way. But if you could see yourself Aww. the way that like I see you or the way that you literally are, because you really are so stunning. Thank you. Have you have such honey, a unique so look. Aww. You have such a unique look. And the ways of the past of modeling has completely shifted. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no size anymore. There's no, you need to be between like five, seven and five, ten. There's, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. And you have, you're so you just, and you, like, people are like, oh, when you come into a room, you're like, you're like that. Mm. When you go into a room, you. Thank you. And then like, I look at everyone. I look everyone in the eyes. I go, hello. <laughs> you know, I love but it. I think you should yeah. start. I think you should do an affirmation. I think you should start doing an affirmation. Okay, I'm writing this in down. The mirror yes, I'm that, going to. That's something about, like, that's something about, like, something about beauty. Hmm. Like, I, I see my beauty. I am beautiful. Aww. I see my beauty. I acknowledge my beauty. Something like this. Okay. Like, thank you. Looking at your, there's a mirror right behind my camera right now. So I'm like looking at myself, but I feel like that would help <laughs> your brain. Well, like the neural pathways. I'll say something like, I'm not so down on myself. It's funny. A friend of mine, my best friend from high school, sent me a picture of us that she found. She was like cleaning her house out and found this picture. And I was looking at myself. Probably we were in college. I was probably like 19 years old. And I was like, I can't even believe, like, no wonder I have these problems. Because in that photo, I was like chubby. I had really bad glasses, the horrible haircut. Like, the whole thing was so bad. And I'm like, that is, you know, and everyone says this who... I mean, I would say it's a mild glow up, but everyone feels like inside that's who I am. You know what I mean? I'm still that bullied kid and everything else. I've worked on that. I really have. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I don't want people to like be like Michelle ever since that JVN interview, Michelle's a monster. <laughs> Cause like, I don't want to go over the top and be, you know, also not authentic to just myself, but, but that's very sweet. And honestly, listen, if anyone listening has any modeling contacts, I will show I nipple. I just think you could be the crack. face of something like, why, I feel like you could be like, I feel like let's work, honey. Gabriella Hurst, Isabel Morant. Like, why, like wow. let's have you on these. I'm so ready. I'm my ready. body is so ready. I, I for feel that like you've changed my entire life in this one. I'm telling you, if people who are listening are like, this fucking bitch about me, they're like, this bitch, she's going to be insufferable <laughs> now. Like, every day no. I'm just posting dress no, photos. No, I know. No, you're a professional. You know how. You're a professional. All right. Thanks. You're you. a professional model and host. So you can do both. I'm now okay. a model. I'm going to put it in my Instagram bio because that's what we call what do we uh, manifesting a model festing what he had an idea no I really will I'm gonna put it in Uh, model festing JVN your hair products back to you by the way you're just like what sign are you Aries interesting cancer cancer Aries men do love me though Aries men always pursue Uh, me that's something in my life I don't know what that's about um uh, let's talk about I'm not even mentioning the podcast. We're going to talk about the show because obviously we have to. And you're the king and queen and everything of Netflix. You're running Netflix. What does that feel like? You say you just you just you just say for a non-binary bitch. You just say you're you're royalty. I know. I stopped. I said both (laughs) because I was like, well, whatever mood. But but you say royalty, honey. Um, Royalty. Go on. No, it feels really exciting. I can't believe that I pitched a show to Netflix that got picked up that I'm an executive producer of and I got to like create this show. I mean, I, I really wanted to make something that was like kind of a different format and not something that is really that we're seeing a lot of. I wanted to like illustrate my 
fever dreams and like daydreams and intrusive thoughts. Uh, so it's giving comedy, it's giving musical, it's giving sketch, uh, it's giving skits with information. So it's still like similar to the podcast in the sense that I ask a question every episode, but unlike the podcast, I get to like leave a recording studio and I get to interview like lots of different people. And sometimes from really different angles, like from just totally different, like areas of the question, right. which is exciting. And um, we also, you know, I don't think anyone that's in this industry that that gets to do, you never think that you're going to get your first show at all. And then to get your first show and then have it be like, you know, October, November, December of 2020, when you're like, oh, there's no vaccines. And am I going to kill someone from wanting to learn about figure skating? <laughs> like that, that was just a little bit of pressure, you know, yeah. up with heartburn at like 10, 11, midnight, one, two, three, four, you know, every day for four months. Um, and then we took a little break and I'm, I'm really proud of ourselves because so we did like two months, October, November. Then we did like February, March. We took January off because there was like the skyrocketing COVID like last holiday. Yeah. And we were like, let's just wait a tick and let the vaccines like roll out. I'm a little nervous. Um, but we got through the four months with nobody getting COVID. Amazing. Everyone was safe. I'm really proud of the product that we were able to put out under such intensely stressful circumstances. And it's been out now for a little bit. And I, it's surreal to like, you know, because you keep it so close and you like, of course, I've seen the episodes like 50 million times. <gasps> and so then for like people to finally get to see it, it's, it's a different experience. It's amazing. You, know, just, you love it so much. You feel like it's your baby. But then it's like if someone has like feedback, you're like, no, I know. Um, it's, just, I know. <laughs> it's just hard. You know, I hate feedback. I'm like, listen, one of the reasons I love this job, because it's so it's kind of so low stakes that like no one really even cares to give me feedback. They're like, just put it out like no one gives a shit. But when you're at those like when I've been on certain talk shows and you're just getting feedback from so many people who all want to stick their finger in the pot and ha- make their impact on the creative. And and this happens on every TV show in, on every network. I'm as a creative person and as the face of the show, it's really hard. It's like, I can only imagine those conversations for you were like so painful. It had to be. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm just learning to like not fucking engage in them yeah. because it makes me just out of my mind for like hours. And then I can't even like appreciate or like be present. Cause I'm like, so I'm really learning to like <laughs> disengage, could see uh, yeah. stay present. Yes. Yes. You know, like not like let that little inner critic like drive my, you know, minivan of personalities. I know, but I also feel like just from what I know about you and what the public kind of persona. In fact, when I saw you in London, I was with my friend Maria. And the reason why I turned around was she so excited. She goes, Jonathan Van Ness is here. Like she was so excited to see you. And I was like, (laughs) my friend, you know, I got my friend, Jonathan Van Ness. And I whipped around and there you were. But that's what everyone, because you also, like me, we're both very tall. We have very distinct looks. And there's just, you know, how do I put this? I feel like, of course, you're the face of your own show because that's what should happen. You know, you're you're just like a very individual, special person. I don't even know why I'm kissing your ass like this right now. There was a point I had to make and I lost this and I'm just like, oh, you well, know, I, going I, on. That makes yeah. me want to talk. No, that makes me want to talk about this one other thing that just like makes me lol. Yeah. Remember in Mean Girls when like Damien's character, I think that's yes his name, when he like tries to like disguise himself, yes. and he's like in the hoodie with the sunglasses. 
that's what I look like when I try to like be in disguise. <laughs> so in the public. Unabomber. Like, I don't want to have to like take like, but it's like I don't like when I try to like not be recognized. I just look like a big old JVN and like black tights and a black t-shirt dress with like big black glasses. Like I just look like a massive Jonathan Van Ness dressed in all black with yeah. like big Jackie O glasses. Like not in disguise at all. I need to learn how to dress and walk and talk and move like like the nastiest straight man ever. Yes. Because then no one would ever think. You need the birdcage like no treatment. Think. You got to have the birdcage training where you, you got to pierce the toast. You don't smear the toast, you pierce the toast. That's what you need to remember <laughs> in the birdcage. You know what though? I feel like though in COVID, you can wear masks and pull. if you pulled your hair back in a tight bun with the mask, Maybe the height is what gives it away, though. I feel like you. you I think it's get away with I it. just no. It's just because like my wrists. Your like, pants. I just, I just whatever I'm. Yeah, I just I'm like this everywhere <laughs> I go, and I feel like I just. No, it's true, and I just I can't. Like I just I move and walk and talk like fucking Tinkerbell. And oh my so god! It's like, and that's my natural form. I don't know what my problem is. I know, but do you find that the um? And this feels like a lame question, but. Are you ever afraid of like going somewhere because you know that people are just going to? like kind of attack you in a way. Um, I mean, I definitely don't go to bars. Like oh, I don't sad. go out like the way that I used to, which is that I do kind of miss that. Cause then it, it, it does end up just being like a meet and greet and I can't really yeah. get like, I just can't really like have, I can't like pop my, you know, dirty puss all over the place and like live my best life. Yeah. I got it. Every time you turn around, there's like, your dad, a room is starting and people are just like taking videos and stuff. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Like, you know, what I'm it's like, exhausting. Lilo? What do you need her? It's so exhausting. You need to find it's like funny. speakeasies for celebrities in Austin, Texas. There has to be one. There are famous people in there Austin. There has to be one. Yeah. Wait, but have we talked about the heatless waves that I did on my hair today? So tell everyone about looks? how you achieved this look, which I'm not going to brag, but I feel like we're on a similar, no pun intended, wavelength. Tell everyone what happened here. You look great. <sighs> Okay, so what I did was I actually blew my hair straight and like like heat styled it yesterday for work. Then I flew home this morning. I was like not <gasps> trying to like reheat style it. I just couldn't even be bothered. So what I did is I brushed the tangles out of my hair. I put some instant recovery serum on from my line. Then I went through, and then I have these like strips of like an old t-shirt that I cut up. Oh, wow. So then I just went through and I like put instant recovery serum and a little spritz of water on like the section and then wrapped it around the t-shirt, rolled it up, tied it, sat in front of a space heater and did my emails for like 20 minutes. And then I took it out. I actually have a video. I literally, I literally just- Well, follow JVN on Instagram because I'm sure you're going to post it for these I did on my stories already, but I was literally like this. Oh this my God. Like that's pretty actually. Exploring. That's so pretty. I did that and it turned out like this and it's just, and then I like finished it with our air dry cream to like break up the waves. And then I put in like a little bit of nourishing shine drops, which is like the best hair oil of all time um, by us. And then I just like tasseled it through. And now I'm giving you this like easy, it's beachy, beachy. Like, luxury bitch. I you love know, what's it. interesting. I'm always afraid of some product because I'm afraid it's going to weigh my hair down or make it look, but you're saying all these things and it doesn't look weighed down. Can we talk about it? Yes. Okay. So this is the thing. So our line doesn't have any silicone and silicones are in basically like 98% of every hair oil or product around silicone. And what silicone does is it coats the outside of the hair shaft. Mm. So it does quite literally weigh it down. That's like how it pulls down flyaways. That's like how it protects the hair from heat. Cause it's like, it's plasticating or mm. like living on the outside of hair. 
what we use in ours is this, our, like the star of my line is this thing called hemisqualane. So hemi means half. And then squalane is this really powerful molecule that originally came from shark liver. So it used to be that in like the beauty industry, there's like 2 million sharks a year that would get murdered like what? for their little baby livers. No. And then this company Amaris, yeah, this company Amaris, and also used to come from olives, but it's like more inconsistent. And also like it's a different color of oil from the olives and you have to like do all these things to like get the like tan Mm. color out of it. Otherwise it like, you know, if you have like blonde hair, it's like not a good look. So anyway, they created Amaris, which is like our parent company. They created like a squalane twin. That's really from fermented sugar cane. Mm. So they grow this sugar cane, they ferment it and it turns into like a copy of squalane, but it's from this like reusable, sustainable sugar cane versus shark liver. So then basically hemisqualane is just a the same molecule but half the size. And what it does, have you ever remember those like Pantene Pro B commercials where it like it shows like what a hair looks like under the microscope? Yes, I love yeah. those. So that's the cuticle, and that's like what looks like fish scale or like tree bark on the outside of the hair. And when you have heat styling damage or very porous hair or like um, you know, chemical damage from highlights or whatever you're doing the silicones would like lay on the outside of that and just like smush it all down, you know, like whatever that breakage was. Hemisqualane is so refined that it actually goes inside the cuticle and it helps to repair the damage from the inside out oh. as opposed to like living on the outside. This is like therapy. So it's a very refined. That's what I need. Yeah, exactly. Help me from the it's inside really out. on the inside. <laughs> yes. But because of that, it's, it's really highly absorbent and it absorbs really, really fast. Hmm. So it really doesn't weigh the hair down at all. And in fact, our instant recovery serum, it's just, so it's such a heat protected. It it really protects the hair from heat. And even if you don't heat style, it's a porosity equalizer. Cause oh like, God, you know how you, these style hair, you like, you know, how you like blow your hair out and you like flat iron it or yeah, like yeah. curling iron Every it, day. Like your hair gets some heat. So because of the way that the hair grows, like this is a newborn baby at the top of your hair. Mm-hmm. And then a few more inches down, it's a kid. And then this is like a teenager. And then this is like an adult. And then at your ends, this hair has literally been on your hair. Like I bet your ends and my ends knew each other. No, this like, is, they I'm Betty White, like five you're years B, and we're meeting up in heaven. Yeah, right? Look, you can yes, see it here. Ends. Yeah, they're, they're not true. great. And yeah. so you really want to put on a heat protectant or a porosity equalizer because the ends of your hair are going to soak up. And especially for you, you're yeah. like, oh, the products weigh my hair down. It's your more dry, fragile hair is going to soak up the product more than your more healthy hair that's, you know, newer up here. So if you put on a porosity equalizer, like our instant recovery serum, you can use other products and it won't weigh it down. And like, it won't be like uneven, like the top won't be different than the bottom. I see what you mean. So porosity equalizer really These important words. and it won't weigh the hair down. JVN coming through. Porosity is a big deal with hair because like that's how much water your hair absorbs mm-hmm. or like how long it takes your hair to dry. So porosity is important. So yeah, insert recovery here, my love. Oh, our pre-wash scalp oil is really, really good. That you like put all over your roots and you like massage it for 15 minutes, put your hair up and then wash it out. It, again, it has our hemisqualane, also has squalane, but it also has turmeric and turmeric Ooh. helps to decongest the hair follicle. Yes. So if you're someone who's like having like finer hair, the turmeric is going to help to like get any crud that's like in your hair follicle out. So like it helps, you know, more hair. Then it has caffeine, which helps to increase the blood circulation to the scalp. So it just like sets up like a really good environment for Ooh. hair growth. But then the real kicker is, is bisabolol. And bisabolol in our clinical studies, the pre-washed scalp oil is shown to reduce breakage by 93% when you use it twice a week. So it's really, really good for anyone who has like hair or a scalp, but especially people who heat style because it creates so much breakage. I mean, so, beyond. I have a hair, no scalp. Will it work? No, I'm joking. I have a hair and a scalp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll work for you. You'll love it. 
I have to say something. I feel like I'm on Shark Tank, but I'm like the broke shark with the shark liver. <laughs> like I'm on, it's the sharks. So all the livers are gone. So they're like furious and they're listening to you. And it's like, you just pitched it. So it was like micro machines meets Shark Tank. And then I can't stop thinking about Hemi Squalene. I think I'm saying it right. And how it's so such yeah. a beautiful name. Like I feel like in Sweden yeah. somewhere, there's a woman named Hemi Squalene. And she's like, no, I'm not, uh, the, you know, it's beautiful. And look at your shiny But look at the shine. Locks. It's like I so, know. like it's, and this was with like no heat today. It's just like, it really is good. touring imaginary living room Olympian, which I assume is stemming because you've become a figure skater. This has become a passion. You've always been a passion of yours, but you really got into it. How many years now have you been taking lessons? Uh, I've been taking lessons since like 2018. Okay. Uh, and, but really I was a high school cheerleader. And so I learned how to do gymnastics when I was like 15, 16, 17. Oh. Then I stopped cheering because uh, I, you know, didn't finish college. Yeah, um, fine. And so, but then when you're a high school cheerleader, you do this thing once a year where when you're drunk, you just like once a year, you're just like, oh, can I still do a backflip? And usually it's like on a parking lot and <laughs> no. it's like not especially safe. So I was in Portland doing a show and I got my yearly itch <gasps> to see if I could still do a standing back handspring. I did it on stage. That was the sound that the audience made. And then I realized you have a captive audience to do a gymnastics routine. Oh so my god! I, like I opened my and show you can with, like, do it. You can do it still. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I train for it. I'm like on my Instagram. That's why there's so much gymnastics. So like now my literal whole comedy show opens with me on like a bouncy track doing a gymnastics routine. Uh, it's new for this this show. I was doing Ali Raisman's. Uh, music from 2016 Olympics, obviously, for uh -huh. the first tour. Yeah. Now I'm using Grace McCallum, uh, 2020. It's giving you Spanish flair. It's very... It's a, it's a whole major situation. Okay. And it, it's giving you that vibe. I assume custom leotard, I have to guess, because oh, yeah. long torso, uh -huh. again, body twins. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. And uh, But what cities are you going to be in? I have it here. You're going all over the country. Uh, New York, Boston, LA. I'm doing Radio City <gasps> Music Hall again. Oh, my God. And I'm doing the London Palladium. I'm doing <gasps> Brighton Dome. I'm going to Glasgow. I'm going to Manchester. Oh and then I God. do the Chevalier in Boston. And then I do Radio City in New York. On that's Radio City's March 12th. Chevalier is March 18th and 19th if you're in Boston. And then I'm doing uh, Netflix is a Joke on May one of those Fourth, days. Fifth or six, but I can't one of those remember days. which. It's one of those days. When you did Radio City the first time, I mean, that is like a dream from every performer. I would say Carnegie Hall and Radio City are the two top tier places. Were you, I would be in a diaper shitting my pants. Like I actually wonder. I did shit my pants actually. I think I would have I, I actually an anxiety attack. I'm not even being funny before going on stage. I did. Yeah. I, I actually did. I like, I warmed up my gymnastics street. And also like Radio City was like, I think it was like my 12th auditorium show. Wow. It was like, it was, I did not have as like, and I really was very, that's why I'm, I'm so excited to go back. It was like, I did a, it was a good show. Yeah. It wasn't my best hour of standup that I've ever done because I was just, I remember being behind the stage and shaking so hard. I was in like the middle of the stage and the curtain was about to come up <gasps> and I was looking at my friend, Julie, who's the stage manager. And we've been friends for like 10 years. And like my knees were shaking so bad that my <sighs> heels were like, like ricocheting on the floor. And I just, I, I was just thinking, I was like, you're going to fall. 
Like oh you're going to fucking fall. God. Like walking out to the microphone, you're going to fall. And then I was like, how am I going to do gymnastics? And it really was like an out of body experience. And then the next day I did a show in Cleveland. I had like a three 30 in the morning, get up, go to this, like go to like JFK, go to Cleveland. Mm. And then the next night in Cleveland, it was like, the funniest show I'd ever done. Like it was like, like all of the anxiety from the night before, like it came out the next night in comedy. So now I'm just like excited to go back. Cause I know that like, I'm not going to have a seizure. Yeah. Like I, You've I can't out of the it. way. Of course. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> but you know, Diva's live was filmed there. Like, no, Diva's I know. Listen, there. Radio city. And by the way, I've been only an audience member there. Talk about a steep theater. The last I went there and I had to take the Bezos rocket to my fucking seat. It was like <laughs> 500 feet in the air. I was looking down. I think I saw Beck there. Uh, God, this had to be 20 years ago. And I couldn't even see him. It could have been anybody. It could have been you out there. I was like, I don't know who this person is. It's so, it's such a steep, you know, actually what I saw at Radio City, I saw Celebrity Wheel of Fortune at Radio City Music Hall. This had to be oh. 10 years ago. And I, we, my friend and I were walking by, we see a melee, you know, so I always have to stop for a melee and find out what's happening. So I stop. The guard is like, um, yeah, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I go, excuse me, I am... You know, Pat Sajak is one of the few conservatives I will allow into my home. I go, I, I got it. I love, I, I like, don't pretend to like hear his um, political chat, but I do love him. So I said, we have to go in. And they were like, well, they say, we may have um, two seats open for you, but we have to check. They go inside. They come out. They're like, well, we were supposed to have two deaf um, audience members, but they have, they're not coming. So we have two seats. If you don't mind sitting with their interpreter, I go, mind, fabulous. <laughs> take us inside and then they were like actually kind of bad seats I'm like it's good they're not blind because they were far like I was like these are <laughs> shitty honestly they were sort of in the back but then we had to sit it was my friend Allison and I we sit down I could barely see I saw like a big bald brown head and then I was like I think it's Montel Williams and it was but they sit us next to this <laughs> interpreter and she's sitting there and she was so pissed because she, she didn't want to be there she's like where are the deaf people I'm here to work you know and then she had to sit through the whole taping that's my story that's I think the last time I was at Radio City it was so much fun. I story. listen. You tell stories, about all this, but I just <laughs> I pulled up that I pulled up my performance. So you can just see the leotard. Oh my god! It's like, oh, I think I do like the best round off back tuck in my life. Right? Oh, no, that's a back handspring. But yeah, I have to say, can I just say something? How tall are you? Six one. Okay, we're the same height. I my entire life have been lied to by my mother that. Uh, I couldn't do gymnastics. I was pulled from gymnastics because I, I was too tall. I have to show you this round off back tuck. This is like Please. the best one I've ever done. Look show at me. this. Look at this stick. I, I'm actually, Did I'm blown away. Stick? Yes, yes, yes. I'm blown away. Right, we're going to watch it one more time, everyone. I need it one more time with the music for the evidence. That's fine. For the pod. It's a striped leotard. Like, striped leotard. And they're winding up. If they nail this pass, they win gold. Stuck! Wow. Stuck! He stuck it! And are you into on, a leap series? What are you landing on? That's hard. It's a hard floor. They put some springs in there. Oh no, girl. That's a it's like it's called a tumble track. Oh, I like it's that. Called, so I could do that. I could do that routine like on a gymnastics no, but you'd like, hurt yourself. floor, like in the Olympics. Like, but it's just it well, I'm 35 in like a month. It's just wrists. It's like why? You like it's just that. why? Like, you know, who are you trying to? prove no, that no, no. you just do it on the bouncy track. I can't even do a tumble. I mean, it's amazing. It's not as bouncy as like a bouncy castle. Or like a trampoline. bouncier than like a floor. Yeah, it's not that bouncy. I see, I see. a little bouncier than like a floor. Oh my God. That's incredible. And you've not hurt yourself. Poi, poi, poi. Let me know. No, not yet. No, no, no. God forbid. Yeah. I did. I hurt myself. I hurt myself training for it, um, but it wasn't because I was like flipping or anything. I just... 
was the day after Memorial Day. I'd been to Fire Island, one of those Hello. Mondays, and then I <laughs> didn't see a mat, and then I sprained my <laughs> fucking ankle, and then I had to walk the Big Little Lies premiere in a oh, fucking no. air cast, and my ankle was like the size of my head for like two months, but then I was fine. By the way, spraining an ankle, which the last time happened to me, was in L.A. by the Gelsons in Silver Lake. I'm sure you know where that is. And What I was, a place. What, I, I mean, couldn't be chicer, but I was with my friend Sonal, who's like a, a 95-pound, five-foot-tall Indian girl. She's teensy tiny and my body I just landed off of a plane I was exhausted and I was like anyway sound all you know I'm so annoying talking fell off the curb into the road (laughs) like and their cars are coming and think it's Hyperion like zooming around that turn and Sonal hulked out and helped drag I don't want to say how much I weigh but it's a lot back to the curb and I didn't get hit by a car but it was a really it was a really scary. So you were out on the sidewalk. You weren't like by the no, the grocery store. From, you were like out on the crossing over to Gelson's from across the street, and I was splayed in the middle of Hyperion. With oh, we have to let Jonathan go. No, did you have that five more minutes? Did you have that um like the L bruise? Like was your yes? Did you have like that L bruise. I had an L bruise, and I looked like James Caan in Misery for I'm telling you two months, and I kept thinking because it what, took forever. I have, and I'm sure you do too. I have beautiful ankles. I always brag about my ankles. A very defined skinny ankles. Skinny really ankle. Ankles. We're lucky. Yeah. We're lucky. That's genetic. And I looked, and yeah. I, every day I look, I go, if I lost that one skinny ankle, it's like the one part of my body I'm always like in a little you know no show sock, like showing them off. And and it did get better. Thank God for that. I'll say that it took a long. Time. I feel like I still have like scar tissue in mine. I feel like I, I feel like I still got like um on the it's side. Like, it's like there's like it's like it's like it's tighter that yeah. ankle. It's like tighter than it used to be. Mm. It. I just ugh. you didn't go to the Glendale I, ER. That's what the, they sewed me up I real didn't, nice. I just, but did you get that air boot? Did you get the, did you get the air boot? I thing hate to walk that in? air boot. Yes, the, with the green like oh. gel stuff in it. I know. I loved it because it made it not hurt. I could walk on it. Well, like it's because it. It like put my heel up so I could walk and it didn't hurt. Did you ever have plantar fasciitis? No, but my friend Patty talks about that shit all the no, time. I bet she I does. I of her imagination <laughs> until like I did. I was like, get out I'm of here. Her. This sounds like made up. But then like, but then everyone started coming out of the woodwork. It's real, like, honey. Person. It's a thing. It's it really real. Is. And it sucks. And I'll say one looks because I know they're going to like drag you out with a hook that when I had it, um, I was like, what is this? I went to a, a podiatrist. He was like, oh, planners, like you tore your thing. And I went to the Wikipedia page for plantar fasciitis being like, or fasciitis, whatever, um, being like, what is it? And it said, this is a uh, an affliction commonly found in athletes. And I thought, I am in, I'm so, wait, I went, that is so chic. And then I scrolled down, I swear to God, one line and it said in big letters, and the obese. <laughs> I was like, well, there you have it, folks. And that's why I had it. I don't recommend getting it. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, Are you going to still be in England in, in February? In two when weeks? is your show in London? I was going to ask. The Palladium's on the 19th. The Honey. Palladium's on the 19th. Babe, and I'm going to buy tickets. I'm going to buy tickets and I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm purchasing I can tickets. I'm too if you want. Okay. Right. Well, we'll talk well, after. You got to come backstage. I want to see you. No, yeah, okay. I'll be there. We can go out after. Okay. Oh my God. Jonathan Van Ness. I'm bringing my dog. My dog's going to come. The dogs are coming. Oh my God. Last Just time they're saying, Elton. please say bye. They're yelling at me. They're yelling at me. I'd keep you here forever. Wait, Jonathan Van Ness. Love you. Sorry. Bye. Love you. Go. I'm going to give you the outro. Jonathan Curious is streaming now. That was, that was me. <laughs> that was me. Go sign off. I'm going to do the outro. I love you. Love bye. 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 I'll see you in London. Anyway. Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> watch his show. It's called Getting Curious on Netflix. Follow him on Twitter at JVN and on Instagram at JVN. Um, just to treat, I, I really adore him. I have to say, I feel, I feel happy. Like that's what he does. He makes people feel happy. Also go buy his hairline. AVN hairline, uh, Google it, buy all that shark, anti-shark liver stuff and go buy tickets. I'm going to be at a show in London 
Need I say more? Go to uh, jonathanvanness.com. You can buy tickets. And guys, that's Midnight Snack. Thank you for listening. I had the best time today. This was so much fun. I feel very lucky to do this. Uh, if you like, follow me on Instagram at mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. And also tell your friends to listen, please. We, we need listeners. They don't even have to listen. Subscribe. Leave a nice review. Make me happy. Love you all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at MidnightSnack at Earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.